Welcome to Crossbound Ministries, where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word? You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love the cross requires. Cling to the one I'm here today with a young man. His name is Connor. Connor's 14 years old and he's from Fort Cooper Baptist Church. How are you doing today, Connor? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, buddy. We're here today to talk about uh, a young man becoming a godly man and what that takes. And um, there's such a big misconception today as to what a real man is. And uh, so where does a young man go to become a man? That's what we're going to talk about today. And so let's just face it. A lot of the older generation will say things like, well, back in my day, and I did it this way, and I walked five miles uphill to school and five miles uphill right. home right mm-hmm. but listen the, the older men have to realize that we didn't have it all together neither and right. um everybody needs somebody to look to to uh to emulate if you will even, yes even paul said that you know follow me as i follow christ so there's nothing wrong with looking at uh another man if he's a godly man and he's uh you know following the lord and he's a good example that's always somebody to uh, look to, right? Right. Yes, sir. So that's that's some of the things we want to talk about today. Um, is what is strength? You know, what is what is weakness? Uh, what are those types of things? And I think a, a big part of that, Connor, is uh, finding your identity. Yes, sir. Uh, who who you really are? Right. right? And um, uh, Christianity sometimes we're focused a lot on what we do. And not much on who we are and uh, what we do in our Christian life will be based on who we are. And that has a lot to do with our identity and finding our identity. I find out that so many young people, um, like whenever we go soul winning and we try to lead a young person to Jesus, they say, well, I'm just trying to find myself right now. But they don't realize that God already has a purpose and an identity for them. And the world will try to define them and say that they are who they think they are, whoever they want to be. Um, Follow your heart because who you think you are, you can be whoever you want to be. But that will not always last. It might seem like it's good and like you're enjoying life, you be who you want to be, but one day you're going to realize that it's not worth it and God has an identity for you and it is worth it and it's going to last forever. Absolutely. And it's kind of cliche for us as Christians to say that, but it's so true that our identity should be anchored in Christ 
and 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 Christ alone. Right. Um. So when you when your big thing at your age or a young man coming up, one of the things I remember about myself is that, and even an adult man today is we seek affirmation from other people. Right. And uh, for a young man coming up, he's going to look to somebody to seek affirmation from that person that, hey, I, I, you know, they want to be affirmed and just uh, make sure that you're affirming yourself in, in Christ would be a good piece of advice that you're anchored yes, sir. Uh, in Christ. And so, but there's nothing wrong with good affirmation. You know, if your pastor gives right. you good affirmation, hey, yes, you know, upstanding young man, that's something to, to look forward to. It is. Right. Um, and whenever we do get affirmation, it's important that we give it back to God because um, if someone realizes something about us and they compliment us, give us praise or anything like that, it is important that we give it to God because it's very easy for especially a young person to get prideful mm-hmm. and pride, come, pride comes um, very deceitfully. You don't realize that you are getting prideful. Um, you think, oh yeah, I'm that's good, you know, but you don't realize that pride is coming um, in the back door. You don't realize that when someone compliments you, you're like, well, praise the Lord, but uh, you don't actually give it to God. And little by little, that pride can grow if you're not careful. And that's why it's always important to give compliment or praise to God. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that's good because pride can creeps in. Uh, from every which way, and you don't even realize it, you know. Right. Uh, the devil's very deceitful, very subtle. Uh, that's what he says. And sometimes uh, we get treated unjustly, you know, in, in the world that we live in, a, a world that is not fair. And so on the on the same side of that, um, I always look to serve the Lord, you know. Uh, right. That's, it's, life's never fair, put it that way. It's just, just not. Once you realize that and go, oh, okay, right. and that's how it's going to be all, all, all my life, right? Yes, sir. And so with affirmation, that true contentment, it's only going to come with Christ and through Christ. Uh, I'm, I definitely believe that. And so and I Go ahead, sir. we got to be careful not to look for a man for satisfaction and content, like you said, mm-hmm. because um, I believe it's in Isaiah. God talks about how true satisfaction comes from God. And because God knows how we are and how we can be. So if we're always looking for man to man for satisfaction, man, because we're human and we're sinners, we will let people down and disappoint people. Mm -hmm. But if you look for God for satisfaction and contentment, then God will give it to you because he is just. Yeah, that's good. And and when you are looking for affirmation from from a person, maybe they they don't give it to you. And they let you down, and uh, but you have to give them grace because at some point in my life, some point in your life, we're all going to let somebody down. I mean, I'm I'm sure I've let my kids down more than once, right? Um, but thank God they give me grace, and so we have to remember to do that with with other people, yes, too. And because uh, we all want grace, but sometimes we're kind of stingy when it comes to giving we'll it, give right? Grace. Right. That's, that's that is true. And uh, one of the things I want to say about identity is. Um, being a man is more than just being an adult male. Right. We have a lot of adult males today that are 30 years old, still sitting on mom's couch, trying to mm-hmm. get to the next level of defender or whatever game they're playing. Yes. 
So they're they have a grown man's body, but mentally they have never become their maturity. They they have never become a man, and um, and that goes into the next thing I wanted to talk about was it doesn't just happen. Like I could feed my kids, or or your mom and dad could feed you, and you grow. But if you don't have a, a plan to mature, it, it just doesn't it just doesn't happen. Like our bodily grows whether we want it to or not. Right. But the plan for maturity has to be in place. You have to actually work at that. Right. Right? Yeah. And um, just like our body grows without us doing anything, um, it would be weird if there, um, if someone was 10 years old and they still didn't know how to talk, they still talked like a baby would talk because they're not growing as their body should do. Or if they're still eating baby food, because they haven't grown, we would say that's strange because they haven't grown. Mm -hmm. So just like it's normal to grow physically, it should be normal to grow in maturity and spiritually as well. Um, So just like you said, a plan to mature, and it's important that we rely on God to mature because uh, if we don't grow, then that's not what God wants for us. Right, yeah. And and when does uh, becoming a man actually happen? Is it at eighteen, or is it twenty-one, or is it thirty, or is it is, is it forty? Um, we can't. Every society has a different age level they might right. put on that. Um, but it's definitely not going to happen without planning to, right? Exactly. Um, so you have that desire that hey, I want to grow, I want to mature, and uh, you have to put it in place. Right, so just getting older doesn't actually guarantee that you're going to become a mature man. Is what I'm trying to say. Exactly, you have to actually work at that. Right, and have a personal relationship with God, yep. and He will help you mature. Because if we focus more on the spiritual mm-hmm. and uh, having a walk with God every day, and uh, the Bible says talks about uh, babes in Christ, uh, call them baby Christians basically just haven't matured and just like babies need milk and they can't babies can't eat meat because they haven't their body hasn't matured to eat meat right so um if we stay on the milk and spirituality we will never get to the meat if we never grow so it's important that we grow little by little and i think some teenagers think that they have to start right away by um like reading two chapters every day and praying for three hours every day and they have to start big, but it's really little by little the process of sanctification. And if you start by reading a couple verses a day and just every day being faithful little by little, then God will help you mature. And then you can grow spiritually and then read a chapter every day. And little by little, and that will, if you're growing spiritually, you will grow physically uh, in maturity as well, becoming a man. Right. You have a plan. You're dedicated. Exactly. You're dedicated to it that I'm gonna, I'm going to grow and mature in the Lord, and and you stick to it faithfully, right? Yes, sir. And, and that's, uh, it's just like having an appetite. We get hungry every day, and uh, but if we don't feed ourselves, we'll starve. And the same spiritually, right? Right. If you don't feed yourself, you won't grow. And uh, so that, that's good stuff, Connor. Especially coming from a young man. Here's Connor, who's 14. He's, he's called to preach. He wants to serve the Lord. 
And uh, there's such a need for that in today's world. There's such a, a great need that, that needs to be filled with young men that actually want to serve God with their, with right. their life, you know. And it's not going to be easy either. It's not going to be easy. That's right. That's good advice right there. When you just know, and that's, that's good that you bring that up, Connor, that, that you know, you already know that it's not going to be easy. Right. It's not going to be a cakewalk. Uh, there's going to be tough days when you go, man, am I really doing the right thing or... Mm-hmm. Or um, this is harder than I thought it was going to be, would be right. one, right? And the devil will put doubts in our head and tries to discourage us. But um, if we resist the devil and then look to God to encourage us and to strengthen us as we go throughout our life. And um, many times I realized that in my teenage years, a lot of times I don't feel like reading God's word. I don't feel like trusting God. I just get discouraged. But... Real faith comes when you don't feel like, when you don't feel like um, obeying God. Real faith comes when it's the hardest, and um, that's when your opportunity comes to serve God with faith and not by sight. And to even though it'll be really hard, um, that's when God wants us to grow more when it's hard. Yeah, I agree, one hundred percent. And I know even my own life. Um that you're not growing in the Lord when everything's going good. You're growing right. in the Lord when the car breaks down, you go broke, the, the, there's something wrong, everybody's sick. Yes. That, that's when you're growing in the Lord. And But he's using that to draw you closer to him is what he's doing. Yes, sir. Yeah, so that, that, that that's good stuff. And we've already talked about in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, where, where Paul said, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ." So there's nothing wrong with following a, a godly exactly. man. I know your dad personally; he's a good man, right. and um, he's a good man to emulate, a good man to follow, right? And there yes. are many, many others out there that uh, you can look to, right? And um, if you look to others who, because um, it's important that we look to God's word, but God wants us to look at His word and look at Him, mm-hmm. and um, looking at Him isn't just looking at his word in black and white, but it's also looking at others because God um, is in others as well. And if we look at others, we can see God's word in others and how God works in others. We look to godly men for advice. We look to them for um, counsel, for help, because we can see how they live and realizing that they're not perfect and realizing that they're sinners as we are, but realizing that God has helped them to mature. Mm-hmm. And we can mature by um, looking at how uh, their maturity and how they walk with God. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. And, and we need that good example. Young men need that example. Even men my age need that example. And here's a statistics for you. I don't know if you know or the listeners know that 85 to 90 percent of young men that wind up in a juvenile center or prison do not have a father figure in their life. Yes. What an astounding uh, uh, percentage that is. Is it not? They don't have that example um, to look to to follow. And so it just shows you how important a a good example is in, in our life. And it's huge. And even with the adult uh, uh, prisoners that I've talked to, the majority of them grew up without a father figure. Nobody right. to look to, you know. And so um, 
a good example is very important to what we're trying to say, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So w- when does a when does a, a young man become a man? I think that's uh, it demonstrates through humble surrender to God when he yes, truly sir. truly surrenders to God and realizes that his own strength is weak, right. but but he can abound in strength in Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, the world thinks that a man has to be strong and um, cannot cry or things like that. Right. But being a man is, I guess you can say, is about being strong because our strength comes from God. Mm-hmm. So yep. from us, being a man isn't just strong, not crying. Being a man is realizing that we are weak and we cannot do anything with God. And the true strength comes from God. And just about how the world says about um, men not crying or being weak like that, uh, we know that Jesus wept uh, multiple times. And um, being a man isn't just just that. It's just um, realizing that our strength is weak and our righteousness is filthy rags, so we need to trust God. And we can help lead others as a man, as a father figure to some. And we can only do that if we look to God for right. leadership. Yeah. And it's that's the part where it's, it's hard. It's not easy. It's easy to be a bum and sit on mom's couch and do nothing and just talk yeah. smack about everybody. But it's hard to get up and go to work every day and take care of your family and do what you should do and, and yes. carry the diaper bag and, you know, wake up at five o'clock to go to work. Those are the hard things, you know, it's, right. it'd be easy to be a bum and just sit around and do nothing. Mm-hmm. But uh, God didn't call us to, to, to be that, you know, he called right. us to, to be the man, to be the leader, to be the provider. Um, and it brings me to that point you were saying, we, we are stronger as men, but God, I believe God made us stronger physically so that we can uh, provide for our right. family and but protect our family. Yes, sir. And I, I believe those are the two main reasons God's given us that that strength, you know? Yes, sir. But you're right. There's also, it doesn't mean you're not a man if you cry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know the movies portray that, right? Uh, oh, they're weak. They cry. They, but no, that's, that's not true. Jesus wept. And Jesus right. was not a wimp. That's Amen. for sure. So... Let's talk about our next thing I wanted to talk about is becoming a, a, a young man. Um, a big thing, I think, is to invest in friends, uh, invest in other people. And, that, and that's, uh, I think, people know it, but you don't really talk about it. You don't really mention that, that, hey, I want to invest in, in some friends. I want to right. invest my life into them. But I think it's it's greatly important, you know, to have, uh, let's just read what the Bible says. When it says in Ecclesiastes 4.12, And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Right? Yes, sir. That's really good. Um, If you have a friend, he will help you with uh, different things. Uh, Just like that verse says, if you have a friend that... Sticketh closer than a brother, as mm-hmm. says in Proverbs. Yeah, that's good. Um, they will help you in hard times, and they will help you when adversity comes or different things. A good friend will stick with you and help guide you in God's word. And to invest in friends, it's important that you pray for them and 
you are sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Like one of my friends or someone that I know in school, uh, they're going through some hard times. And I don't know why, but the, uh, yesterday God told me to text them and tell them I'm praying for them. And sometimes God just puts people in our minds to pray for them. And investing in them is outwardly and inwardly. People may not know that you're investing in them, but behind the curtain you are praying for them on your knees and helping them. And also building your friends up is important. As my mom says, it's easy to destroy people and to put them down and to talk bad about them, talk behind their back, but it's hard to build them up. And it's easier to destroy a building with a a wrecking ball than it is to actually build a building. And just like with friends, you invest in them and you love them and you stick with them even through hard times and good times. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very good, and she's very true. It's very easy, and you can very quickly tear down something, but it takes a whole lot of work to actually build something and put, right. you know, put something up. But every, every young man or grown man needs two or three good close friends they can talk to about, about things. I believe yes. that's what the verse is, is talking about. Yes. You know, It's uh, somebody that you can lean on or rely on. Right. Or just maybe you can somebody you can confide in. You know, you don't actually need anything from them except for just a leer, an ear that uh, you can spill out your right. problems. You don't know? always have to be the one that's that's talking. That's um, mm-hmm. that has a say. You don't always have to be that one, but you can also be the one that listens. And sometimes people just want you to listen. And I know a story of someone that had a burden and they came up to a pastor and they said um i need to tell you of this burden i have and they just told them all their burden all the cares and then the pastor didn't say one word and they're like oh i feel so much better thank you for helping me and just like jesus is our friend and we can go to him with our cares um it's important to have friends that we can trust and go to them with our burdens so we can just talk about it, yeah. and that helps as well. It does. Just just being able to tell somebody to get it off your chest, it, right. it can be a great help. And, and a lot of people need that, just somebody to talk to, just somebody that would you know, listen to them. And so just by listening, you're investing in your, your friends. Yes. I believe that. And uh, in our culture, I think uh, male friendship is uh, something greatly lacking today. Yes, I, I, I really, really do. It's fallen on hard times, if you will, but it's, right. it's much needed, and that's why I thought it'd be important to, to bring it up, because um, a good friend is is just priceless. Yes, and you have to look at it this way: it's a a good friend is really a precious gift from God. I think it is. Yes, you know, um, it's something that money can't buy. That's for sure. Right. It, it's something that uh, is just a precious gift. So, and if you don't. If you don't have a close friend like that, what do you what do you recommend somebody do, Connor? If well, I would recommend to be a friend first. Yeah. And yeah. Um, the Bible says in that I quoted the last part of the verse, but the first part of the verse in Proverbs, I think it's the last verse in Proverbs eighteen. Um, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly, friendly. and there That's is right. a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. So. In order to have friends, 
Sometimes, I know in my life, I've been blessed to have people that came up to me first and were a friend to me, and then we just were friends automatically. But sometimes we need to be a friend first. Mm -hmm. And um, even though maybe it's someone not popular or um, someone that maybe you don't think they don't have similarities with you, but if you just go out and step by faith and be a friend to them, you'll find out you probably have a lot more in common. And if they're saved, you have Jesus in common. Yeah. And you have the Holy Spirit bonding you together. Yeah, that's good. You should seek them out, right? If you don't, right. Ha- if you don't have that kind of friend, then seek them out and, and be that kind of friend. Yes. Because pl- plenty of people are looking for a friend, a friend like that. And I think what stops people from doing that from being that kind of friend is because you almost have to make yourself vulnerable right? to, to be that. You have to kind of drop your mm-hmm. guard. And uh, it, a lot of us, including myself, are, are you know, you get, uh, you put your defenses up, but, but to right. be a, a, a friend like that, you have to drop your defenses and be vulnerable to open up to people, right? Yes. And um, also about that, a side note, um, it's important to be a friend and step out first, but if you try to be a friend of somebody and try to connect and be friends it's important that you you put your put your guard down uh to be a friend but you also watch to see if they are a good friend to see if they will um put you down or uh if they if it, they are a friend against the bible or anything like that, if they are a bad friend to be around. Um, I think it was Absalom, or one of David's sons, that had a bad friend. And uh, with Tamar, I think the sin was. And to he went to his friend for advice, and that friend gave him bad advice because he wasn't a good friend in the first place. So I think it's careful to... You should be a friend, but also stand strong on what you believe sure as well sure be be prepared to be disappointed right unfortunately to say that but you might be but i don't think that's unfortunate that's being wise like the bible says be be wise as a serpent but be harmless as a dove yes sir right so that's just you're just having wisdom um when it comes to that you know when it comes to dropping your guard you know you want to be that friend but you also want to be wise be wise about it so so if you don't have a friend like that, we should seek them out. Even if you yes. do have, it's it's always good to have an extra friend. It is. Right? So the one thing, the great thing about a good friend is they're there for you when you need them. Yes. Somebody to talk to. But but at the same time, invest in your friends, but don't rely on them. Remember to rely on Christ. Right. You know? And have that good balance there. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, that good balance to know that that's my friend, but I'm not relying on him. I'm relying on the Lord Jesus Christ, right? right? We just have something in common. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's that's good stuff. And here's here's the other big topic I want to talk to you about, Connor, I think. And you've already mentioned it, actually. But uh, be strong, and all, but also be gentle, mm-hmm. right? Yes, that's important because um, you want to stand strong in what you believe, but especially in this world... You try to be an example for others, and this world, they want to see something loving, something nice, 
But even though Christianity isn't always, it's it's not always nice. There's a lot of hardships. Uh, you want to be careful to stand your ground, but also have that balance of being gentle and being loving. And the Bible says, speak the truth in love. Mm-hmm. And you can say the truth, and the truth won't always, it's not always nice to hear. Um, yeah. A lot of times people don't want to hear the truth, or they want the truth, but when they get told the truth, um, it comes out harsh because the truth isn't always nice to hear. Like when you tell someone and they're a sinner, they deserve to go to hell, that's not something they really want to hear. Um, but you tell them in love and you tell them about God's love and how they don't, God doesn't want them to go to hell and how God sent his love, Jesus Christ, for us to die on the cross. So it's just, it's hard, but it's very important to have the balance between standing strong, um, wise as a serpent, but yet being as harmless as doves and having gentleness. Yeah. I always looked at it like this, like a, a, a doctor. A doctor cares about his patient, right. but if they have cancer, he has to tell them right. so that they can get help. And uh, just like we have to tell people about a place called hell, you have to warn them that, uh, hey, you know, there's a place called hell, and you'll go there if you don't repent of your sins and put your faith and trust in Jesus exactly. Christ. So I think uh, in today's society, what a real man is, is... Uh, people have such a the wrong idea of what a real man is. You know, he's not a, right. a guy driving a Hummer, smoking a cigar, <laughs> covered in tattoos, and doesn't right. take take nothing from nobody. You know, yes. he he just he'll walk on anybody that has anything to say. You know, to him, uh-huh. that's not what the a real man is. Exactly. And so, but then you have the other spectrum that who think that well, there's this toxic masculinity. Well, that's that's Satan, I believe, trying to tear down. Uh, what a man really, really is. Yes. And so, does a man be soft and and just run over, or does he does he be brute strong? But you're you're you hit it dead on. He's got to have that balance. That balance. That, yes. Yeah. Be strong enough to stand on your convictions, but but easy enough to love those that that need your help exactly. and support. And the greatest example was that was Jesus. He would rebuke the Pharisees because they're hypocrites, mm-hmm. and he would rebuke them, but Yet he would also talk to them and love them, and he would um, show their love for them, and he would give them a chance to follow him. And just like Nicodemus, the Pharisee that came to Jesus, uh, Jesus loved him, but he also told him the truth. Uh, He had to be born again, and um, Jesus is really the greatest example of that balance, and he was really the... The real man. The real man, absolutely. Right. He and he said some hard things, and many times, and I've been yes. told this many times that, well, Jesus wouldn't do that. Like Jesus is somebody that would never hurt anybody's feelings, but that's not true. Exactly. Jesus called people snakes and vipers, and how yes. how can you escape the damnation of hell? He told them. Right. But then he also gave grace to those people that came as sinners. Mm-hmm. Um, so God resisted the proud but give the grace to the, to the humble. humble right? yes. And uh, a story of that was the, the, the young ruler, the rich young ruler who came to Jesus and said, uh, what do I have to do to follow you to have eternal life? And he, Jesus mentioned the Ten Commandments, and, he's, and the rich man was like, well, yes, I follow the Ten Commandments. 
and Jesus loved him, um, and he said, to follow me, you must basically forsake all your riches, give Mm -hmm. all of your wealth, give it all to the poor, sell it, give it all to the poor, and take up the cross and follow me. And right before that story, or right before Jesus says that, it says that Jesus loved him, talking about he loved the rich young ruler. And Jesus told them the truth. He loved them and said, you can follow me, you can have eternal life, you can have peace, joy, real freedom in life. But Jesus also told them the truth and said, it's going to be hard, you have to take out the cross and forsake all to follow me. But we have to realize that one day we will realize in heaven that it's all going to be worth it. Absolutely. He never, nowhere in the Bible does he say it's going to be easy, did he? Exactly. He didn't say it's going to be easy to be be a man or easy to even be a Christian. He said it's going to be hard. There'll be trials and persecutions. Um, But we can stand strong as men. And and we need to be strong. But we should also be gentle like, like Jesus was. Be strong enough to stand on your convictions. Yeah, that's huge, you know. Yes. Uh, if you can stand there and people watch your life, you, you in other words, you, you live out the sermon in front of them. You, you preach yes. it, but you also live it. Um, they're they're going to hear it most definitely. And exactly. I, like, I like to say it like this. You say what you think, but you live what you believe. Right. Right. And um, what's in the heart will come out eventually. Mm-hmm. And... If you have a personal relationship with God, which um, we talked about with your identity, uh, if you have a personal relationship with God and you focus on just your lines being in contact with God and that personal fellowship and walk with God every day, it's going to be in your heart and it's going to come out. And even though you might get discouraged from other people criticizing you or things like that if you have a personal relationship with god and walk with god every day then people will see that and just like moses when he was on mount sinai he was with god face to face and he came back down he was glowing and people will see that glow of christianity on us if we spend time in the presence of god every day and focus on that relationship and walk with god absolutely and, and I like to add this, um, Connor, that there'll be there'll be days when you fall short. There'll be days when you right. fail. There'll be days when you go, man, I said something. I did something I shouldn't have done. I said something I shouldn't have done. Right. And uh, it's, it's not going to be easy. And you, so you may have to forgive yourself and pick exactly. yourself up and, and move forward. That's part of being a man It's you know, picking yes. yourself up. Because the Bible says a righteous man falls seven times, but he, he gets up again. He, he keeps serving God. Yes, sir. And even in the Bible, many things that, even like David, for example, all the things that he did, God still said he's a man after my own heart. Right. He he failed many times. But I I think his heart's desire was to serve the Lord, and that's why God God said that. um, If the Bible says, which I claim this verse often, because every day we sin and we do wrong, and it can be discouraging, but... If we claim this verse, First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we can realize that all we have to do is confess our sins before God uh, and get rid of those iniquities that we have in our heart and 
God will forgive us because he's faithful and just to do it. And he will, he is faithful, so he would do it every time. If we come honestly before God and confess our sins, he will forgive us. Yeah. And so we have to forgive ourselves, too. Forgive ourselves. Yeah, because the devil will use that to hinder exactly. you, to stumble you, to say, well, you can't do this. Remember what you said? Remember what you did? But but you can serve God. Like you said, if God's going to forgive you, then he give you that grace that hey, you can you can serve him. Here's something I wrote down that uh, we don't need more tough guys who are insensitive to the needs and feelings of others. But we also don't need more sensitive guys who don't have a backbone and won't stand on their own convictions. Right. Yeah, you know. So you have, like you say, there's that that balance. Yes. And and that's the Christian life. It's a balance. Yes, sir. It is balance. Yeah. And um, it's important that we are sensitive to others and that we love others. And there's many great men in the Bible, and there's also many great men just uh, like last century. I -hmm. think of Dr. Jack Kyle's. Dr. John R. Rice, or um, many other famous preachers that they were famous, they stood their ground, they're controversial even, and, but they still, they still loved others, and they're known by many to have that love and to have that sensitivity towards others, and sometimes you like back to friends, sometimes you can feel that your friend, you can tell anything to your friend because they are loving and sensitive and you just want to tell them things because they love you and they want to help you and they will give you the truth and not not water it down mm-hmm. and that same balance. Yeah, and that's good coming from, from a friend that you... uh you know, they'll tell you the truth. Like you said earlier, it's not what you want to hear, but it's what you'll need to hear. And a right. good good friend will tell you that, right? Exactly. So so absolutely. So the things we talked about were, were um, uh, you know, being strong, being gentle. Uh, that's important in today's society. Have a plan for maturity. Even as a grown man should have a plan to, to keep maturing. Right, because it's a it's a constant walk. I don't believe it ever stops until we die or we meet Jesus. I mean, we'll never fully be mature in Christ, but you're constantly striving. It's, Christianity uh, is a process yeah. of sanctification, and yeah. you're always trying to become more like Jesus, and always being separated to God, walking with God. And so many times we think, "Oh, well, I'm good enough," and. Uh, I know I got to be careful when I get older and mature that I don't think that, well, I'm good enough to live this. I don't need to grow anymore. But that I realize I always have to grow. And like you said, it never stops. We never arrive until we are glorified in heaven. Right. And I think if a person comes to that point where they realize they or they think they don't have to grow, then then pride has, has crept in. Go before and, a fall. Yeah. Destruction. It certainly does. It, it Pride comes before the fall and before the destruction. Right. And uh, it can creep in on any anybody. Uh, it's like the devil's very deceitful in that matter. And then finding your identity, who you are, especially as a young person coming up. That's so so huge, uh, knowing who you are in Christ. Uh, and, it, and that's so important. Right. And the Bible says, uh, talks about of how we are... 
sons of God, if we believe on his name. To them gave you power to become the sons of God. So because we are one of we are God's child, just like Jesus was God's wasn't just God's only son, he was God's only begotten son, born of a virgin. But we can look that Jesus is the Son of God, uh, the only begotten Son of God. But we are also God's children. And because we're God's children, we should act like God's children and realize our identity is that we are God's child. And we should act like God's child and try to be an example for others because you wouldn't want to... Um, you wouldn't want to disrespect your family name here on earth. You want you don't want to disrespect your father or your mother. So why would you want to bring disrespect to God's name and God's family? Right. And as a Christian, you're a child of God. And and people look at that. They they and even the world will will say, well, that's not how a Christian should act. And so worldly people, I've heard exactly. worldly people say that. Yes. And so even they know that hey, you shouldn't be shouldn't be doing that. And uh, right. Why? Because you're a child of God, and you're not. You're supposed to live like you are a child of God, right? Yes, sir. And that's part of finding your identity, being, having your identity in Christ, and and showing right. the world that. Right. So, well, it's been good, Connor, talking about uh, what a man is and how a young man can become a godly man. And uh, I know that God's going to do great and mighty things with you in your life. And uh, yes, sir. As I've watched Connor since he was very young, I forget how old the first time I heard you preach. I think you were seven. I think uh, I was eight. He was eight. Yes, I still sir. have that recording, and and to watch Connor grow is a real blessing. And uh, his parents are good friends of ours, and we're very thankful. And uh, he gave us some good advice today. Amen. So let's follow it. Yes, sir. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries Radio Broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.